VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. I am so thrilled to have you on today. Uh, We have got a fantastic show for you. We have four leaders from the New York State PTA, that's Parent Teacher Association. We're going to be leading off with the president. And i got to tell you, I saw each of these ladies speak. They were guests at our 2008 Earth Summit, Go Green Earth Summit, for the Go Green Initiative in Syracuse just recently, and they were phenomenal at making the connection between environmental protection and protecting children's health. It was absolutely fascinating. And we're going to kick it off with the president of the New York State PTA, Maria DeWald, and I am so thrilled to have you, Maria. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's uh, wonderful to be able to collaborate with you again. Well, it, it is, it's a real honor for me because, uh, as you know, and as some of our listeners know, I found my roots in PTA. I mean, actually, I'm a legacy. My grandmother was a PTA president. My mom was a PTA president, and so was I. And when I wrote the Go Green Initiative, which is now the world's largest environmental education program, I was a PTA president. So it's really great to have you on today and, and help our listeners make that connection between child advocacy and protecting our children's health from environmental hazards. Let's start with some background on PTA. Maria, for our listeners who may not know, how did the PTA begin, and and basically what is the mission of the organization? Well, actually, PTA is almost 100, it is 112 years old, and it started in 1897. A group of mothers came together, first in in New New York, actually, and then in Washington, D.C., to try to collaborate together to form a group that could protect and start to talk about educational health and welfare issues of our children. Um, And at this point in time and since then, we now have congresses, as we call them, or affiliates of that national PTA organization. Um, It used to be called the National Congress of Mothers, but now it's called, of course, the National Congress of Parents and Teachers. PTA is a registered trademark. And we have affiliates in each of the 50 states, plus Washington, D.C., plus in Department of Defense schools and territories, such as we have the the European Congress and the Asian and Pacific Congress. Um, So since that time, 112 years ago, uh, we have gathered really together a powerful organization that numbers about 5.5 million members across the country and about 356,000 members in the New York State affiliate, uh, the New York State PTA. And the mission is really three very strong statements that the PTA wants to be a powerful voice for all children, a relevant resource for families and communities, and a strong advocate for the education and well-being of every child. And one other thing I would mention is that we are a totally volunteer organization, um, so that's, um, I mm-hmm. think, a significant, we're the largest and oldest volunteer organization, child advocacy organization in the world. I think that is significant because, you know, there are a lot of nonprofit organizations out there, and 
may I say, some of them uh, make some very nice salaries. <laughs> and that is and not mine, but, but others I have seen, and that is not the case with PTA. There's something that's driving the organization to continue on this mission that was started, gosh, even before women had the right to vote, they were mm-hmm. influencing, you know, legislation that related to children's well-being and families. I think, you know, as long as parents and teachers love children, which I know will go on forever, I can see the PTA going on as well. It's so relevant. Now, personally, Maria, you're now the president of the New York State PTA organization. What inspired you to get involved with PTA? What personally brought you to this organization and has caused you to volunteer so many hours over the years? Well, I would guess it's the same thing that brings almost every uh, parent into into the schools, which is their own children. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I started in PTA when my oldest, my son Joshua, started attending kindergarten. And, you know, I had a great desire to be involved in his education and to see what was going on. And I, you know, continued to be involved in my local unit because of him, you know, and and going to different levels like the council level and the region level. Um, And and finally, you know, became the state president. It wasn't a plan of any kind. It was just that that initial interest in being involved with my own child and because of the PTA, I realized that there were issues that all that had to be addressed for all children, mm-hmm. and that the power of the association to do that was a very motivating factor for me to re- to remain be remain involved. Um, right. Well, and speaking of that power of the association, tell us about some of the achievements of PTA over the years, both nationally and in the state of New York, because I think those kind of results are what keeps bringing people back into the fold and and keeps the interest going. You really do have a long history of achievements. Tell us about some of those. We really do. Um, You know, there are so many. I could mention just a few. Uh, One, for instance, is a program we're all familiar with, the school lunch program. Um, The the national PTA and with the help of the state PTAs really was responsible, responsible for the institution of the school lunch programs, which, of course, now also involve sometimes school breakfast programs. I think that that rose out of a desire and a knowledge that kids have to be ready to learn. And certainly if, they're, if they haven't had breakfast or don't have uh, money to buy lunch or to bring lunch, they certainly can't be ready to learn. So that's one uh, very familiar um, achievement, um, a program that everybody's familiar with mm-hmm. that really was a direct uh, achievement of the national PTA and its affiliates. Another thing is the uh, the abolition of corporal punishment in the schools. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that the uh, PTA was very involved in that. A New York State initiative that's relatively recent is the graduated driver's licenses that were achieved as a result of a concern in um, one area of the state where uh, several teenagers had been killed. Um, over the course of a short time, and those parents bringing that resolution up to the New York State uh, PTA so that the whole state could then advocate for it. And, again, the result in a very short time was the institution of graduated driver's licenses in New York State. So sometimes uh, the, the state PTA and the national PTA work very much in collaboration with others. Sometimes it really is on some nationally identified or statewide identified issue. And 
Sometimes we work with other organizations, and sometimes it really is just the PTA working mm-hmm. working to change some some legislation on behalf of children. Uh, Megan's Law was an example of of the PTA working with other uh, mental health associations to get that legislation passed, and each of us were valuable in that effort together. Well, and and those are those are such important things that you know every parent knows about, and not everyone knows that you know PTA was at the vortex of some of those initiatives. Now, you recently spoke at the 2008 Go Green Earth Summit, and you really did a beautiful job of explaining the parallel paths of PTA and the Go Green Initiative, and why the two organizations are so complementary. And for our listeners who weren't there, which is about 5 million of you out there, share that perspective with our listeners of why this organization like the Go Green Initiative, which is all about protecting children's health through environmental stewardship, it runs so perfectly parallel and aligned with the path of PTA. Well, I think many reasons. I mean, our missions really are in alignment when we talk about being a voice for children uh, and a relevant resource for families and communities and an advocate for the education and well-being of every child. Certainly the stewardship of our world is a big, you know, aligns with that perfectly. I think another thing is that you're a grassroots initiative, Go Green, and really that's what the PTA is. It's a, it's a grassroots organization that attempts to, through, through its members who are out, you know, all across their communities, to work on behalf of a better world for children and that's what we mean by PTA advocacy. And I think that grassroots piece of it is very, very common to us. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that you are working to work with the school community but also the extended community is very much what PTA uh, does also. Uh, when a community is involved together in educating and implementing a sound and necessary initiatives, uh, and that they're not alone, I mean, that is the basis of, of true reform. Yep. And, of course, just the fact of your environmental focus, uh, the PTA works on many um, health and welfare issues, but environment is one that has always been a great concern to the PTA, and we've worked on so many initiatives, um, whether it be... Um, You know, air, uh, ground air quality guidelines for schools, protection of groundwater supplies, soil right. contamination on school grounds, paper recycling and recycled paper use, so many things, toxic art supplies right. that, that help school buildings be safe, help kids be safe in school buildings, help kids and schools work together to make the community a safer and more environmentally sound place and and all the way up to the country, uh, having sound environmental uh, policies. So literally, you know. the air they breathe. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, Maria, I have so appreciated having you on the show. Before we go to break, if you could set just one green goal for the New York State PTA for the 2008-2009 school year, what what would it be? Um. Really, I think first of all, your initiative is a great one uh, because it's a, it's a doable thing that if all kids could become involved in in the recycling and understanding of why recycling is important, that's something that they all could do and learn from that lifelong habits about stewardship of the environment. 
Thank you, Maria. You know, it was a thrill to, to meet you recently and a thrill to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Have a great New York State PTA year this year. Thank you very much. We'll be Thank right you. back after these commercial messages with more Go Green Radio. Don't go away. News. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Now, Mrs. Johnson, before we close on your mortgage loan, I want to make sure you remember Mike. Hi. You can trust me. I'm African-American, just like you. So, here's the low monthly payments and interest rates we promised, and here's where they triple. The rest of this stuff is just here to make sure that we get your house when you can't pay us back. What a lovely house. Predatory lenders are never this easy to spot. Call us at 866-222-FAIR and protect yourself with the facts. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Fair Housing Alliance and the Ad Council. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST right here on the Voice America channel. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desk, chairs, people, grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh. There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Boy, we've got a great show today. Today it's all about the New York State PTA and what they're doing to go green. Recently we had four officers from the New York State PTA at the 2008 Go Green Earth Summit in Syracuse. And we just heard from President Maria DeWald. We are going to be talking to the New York State PTA Environmental Chairperson, Sally Gafrida here. Uh, Sally, thanks for joining us. Oh, hi, Jill. How are you? It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, I'm great. I'm glad you're here, too. Now, you are the New York State PTA Environmental Chairperson. For our listeners that don't know what that is and and what you do, first, tell us about your background and what brought you to this position for the New York State PTA. Well, first of all, I've been a meteorologist for 30 years. I'm an instructor in the engineering science, physics, physical science department at Broome Community College, which is part of the SUNY state system of New York in uh, Binghamton, New York. I teach meteorology, uh, physical sciences, and natural sciences. And then I joined the PTA in 1989 when... Everybody else joins when their first kid starts kindergarten. <laughs> well, I pretty much went into a chairmanship. I, I didn't bake cupcakes well, so I pretty much <laughs> went into a chairmanship and went through uh, the school officers and then, of course, the region and became a board of managers chairperson back in '06. But before that, why they asked me is my own district had a problem with our middle school on a toxic way site. It just so happened I was the PTA president of that school at the time, so I worked closely with the New York State DEC. That's our Department of Environmental Conservation. Different states have different names for their state environmental conservation program. But um, And that's pretty much more and more led me to work with environmental concerns across my district, across my PTA region and then across the state. So I became the chairperson in, in 06 because of my background scientifically and my background in PTA. Well, and what I love about your story, and this is more typical than a lot of people realize, is that just as you said, you didn't bake cupcakes well. The PTA <laughs> is not the bake sale patrol. We are no. child advocates, and your story illustrates that perfectly, that we really are doing what we're doing because we love kids, and and we're not just selling wrapping paper for fundraisers. We're actually working with state agencies, local government, to make our communities better for children. Now, right. tell us about your roles and responsibilities as the New York State PTA Environmental Chairperson. What what do you do in that role? Well, my first role that, that I feel, maybe because I'm a teacher, is I gather and distribute statewide, I do it statewide, uh, information about new and constant environmental concerns. Unfortunately, society sometimes gets a new buzzword. Everybody concerns about it for two or three years, and then we forget about it. And that happens in the environment, too. So I try to keep up to date on what's new about environmental concerns across our state. And then um, upcoming issues that uh, the artificial turf uh, a lot of schools are putting in. There's many, many questions. 
But then I get specific questions from districts, specific schools, anything from uh, how do I how do I get into uh, Go Green? How do I get into GGI, your program, to, gee, my school's on a toxic waste dump. What do I do? It, it, it pretty much goes from soup to nuts. For a specific example in New York State, what I try to keep in the forefront is our radon problem. New York State just happens to be on rock that emits uh, high levels of radon, the northeast of New York State happens to be the worst area for it. It's not something that's going to go away. So I try to keep that in the forefront, always putting articles out about it and keeping people aware about it that they should test their schools and test their homes and so forth. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you interface with, for instance, uh, other organizations in New York State or, or the state-level government? What's your uplink uh, to those organizations? Honestly, I keep... Uh, Close tabs with the EPA, which is federal, and then on the state level. And like I said, our DEC, they're always coming out with programs. Honestly, some of the environmental uh, programs federally and state have gotten a, a bad rap that, oh, they, they're not going to help us. There's no money. Of course, the bottom line is always money to help us. But there's a lot of good federal and state programs out there to help schools. There's your program out there that I know uh, major portions of New York State are working in the schools uh, to create a recycling program. Even if they don't do the whole uh, Go Green program, they're really trying to start programs and become aware. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really do feel people are becoming more aware and more concerned. Well, I I get that same sense as well, and I think you've touched on a really important point. There are programs out there that are free, either like the Mm -hmm. Go Green Initiative, which is free to schools, or programs through the EPA that our taxpayer dollars have already paid for, and they're Mm -hmm. sitting there just waiting for somebody to download it off the computer. So I think it's great that you're kind of helping to market some of those programs or resources for schools um, that are already there um, and and free and available to schools if they just know that they're available. Well, now, I put we have a, a statewide monthly newsletter, a few of them, and then quarterly magazine that I try to write in and put articles and promotions in. Yes, that's awesome. Now, Sally, tell us what are your goals as the New York State Environmental Chairperson? What are your goals for the 2008-2009 school year? Well, my goals are specifically for New York State, and in New York State, um, we have a lot of older schools. I think this is pretty much pretty much a Northeast problem, too. I, I know I, I take a look at a lot of other states in the Northeast and, and what they're doing, and um, if you want to redo your school, add to your schools, I'm hoping um, that the schools get uh, lead architects for construction and try to, we're not building a lot of new schools in the Northeast because of money and population, but to, when they want to fix their schools or add to their schools, to redo, to really do it green with mm-hmm. lead constructions and lead architects, and that's what I'd like to get out there mm-hmm. this year. And then, bottom line, again, maybe because I'm a teacher, is education. But, I'm, I don't want to hit everybody over the head with it because, again, society is funny about this, and even education is funny about this. You throw so much out there, people are overwhelmed. Oh, sure. Okay. Oh, Curriculums sure. are overwhelmed. Teachers are overwhelmed, and then it doesn't get done. We need to start slowly. 
um, I know this is going to sound a little unusual, but everybody jumps into wanting to discuss about global warming. Well, let's let's discuss the science and the environmental issues just of our area, and then we'll go slowly. Our community, what are our problems? Teach the, the children about our problems, what's in our state, and then go federally and nationally. Um, it kind of as an example, I always use this example, is in the 60s. The 60s, honestly, it was pretty much the hippies that uh, said, let's love our planet. And it was Lady Bird Johnson who just wanted to put trash uh, containers all over the place. Right. If you walk down the street in the 60s, people would throw their garbage out their windows and so forth, and somebody else would clean it up. If you're walking down the street now and you see somebody throw their McDonald's bag down, two things are going to happen. You're going to go up and say something to that person <laughs> and or pick it up and put it in the nearest trash can, which is there now. Right. In the 60s, I, I know you're not old enough to remember, but in the 60s and <laughs> 70s, that didn't happen. And now it's just a way of life, and that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see sustainability and the consciousness of reducing greenhouse gases as just a way of life. Agreed. I couldn't agree with you more because, um, you know, I encourage schools all the time, don't turn the school upside down and shake everything out that isn't green. Rather, right. bite off one little piece that you can do. If it's just recycling paper, if that's the one thing right. you can do, begin there. Now, Sally, here's something that you might find surprising. Maybe you already know this, but there are some state PTAs, like my own state of California. We don't have an environmental chairperson on the state PTA board. What do you think is the benefit of having an environmental chairperson on the state PTA board? Well, you know what? Uh, I do find that surprising. <laughs> Yeah, find that very surprising, uh, almost shocking, especially you're in California. I know. I, yep. I, find, <laughs> I find that shocking because, okay, the Board of Managers, if you go through the list, I, I think there's about 10 of us, 10 to 12 of us. And, yes, we're PTA. We, were, we are child advocates in schools, okay, but really, and, and most of those managers and chairmen, are school-related. They're with education and legislation and special ed and so forth. And it is really just environment and maybe health and wellness that are looking at a broader sense. But I feel if the school is not healthy environmentally, uh, you can't have learning. I, I feel like I'm the, the board of managers. I'm the manager that's uh, kind of looking in at what's going on physically in the classroom. Yeah. If, if you have bad air quality, if you have mold and mildew, okay, then that child can't learn. So all the legislation and curriculum you pass for that child to uh, be educated is for naught. Right. That's right. how I feel. Maybe I'm a little no. uh, specific about that. <laughs> well, I agree I am, with you. But... I mean, and I think that, you know, there are plenty of resolutions on the books for every state PTA, national PTA that support that focus for children and their learning environments. I mean, you kind of have to start with the rudimentary, you know, foundation. Is the learning environment, you know, conducive to learning? And then we worry about what we're teaching them. And, Sally, I just really appreciate what you do and the expertise that you bring to it. And I'm so glad that you were able to join us at the 2008 Go Green Earth Summit and today on Go Green Radio. Thanks so much. It was great. Thanks a lot. Well, folks, we'll be back with more Go Green Radio in just a moment. We're going to be talking to Sue Rao, who was in Sally's position as the New York State in PTA Environmental Chair a few years ago. So don't go away. We'll be right back with more Go Green Radio right after this. News. 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 News.
Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Solvanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh, yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Solvanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. We are having a great time with the New York State PTA officers. We talked to the president at the top of the hour. We just got off the phone with Sally Gafrida, who was uh, calling in. She's our the environmental chairperson for New York State PTA. And now in this segment, we're going to be talking to Sue Rao, who was the New York State PTA environmental chairperson when New York State PTA adopted and formally uh, endorsed the Go Green Initiative. Sue, welcome to Go Green Radio. Hi, Jill. It's great to be here. Oh, it's great to have you. It was great seeing you a couple weeks ago in Syracuse at the 2008 Go Green Earth Summit. You were terrific. Now, Sue, it was wonderful. It was a good time. Tell us what initially got you interested in the Go Green Initiative and then kind of the process you went through to gain the New York State PTA stamp of approval for the program because some state PTAs out there um, are, are wondering how that all worked. How, how did you do it? Well, uh, back when I was environment chair, I was like Sally said, we mostly focused on sort of the interior environment, air quality of the buildings. And since recycling and, um, you know, composting and some of the other things that Go Green has the children do uh, is something that's near and dear to my heart, when I found out about Go Green, I really wanted to know more. I went to um, a NYSAR conference, and I learned totally about the program, and I felt that it was something that uh, supported the PCA policies and beliefs. So as part of the PTA's um, uh, procedures, I would write up something and I would submit that to our executive committee and then they would vote and if they felt also that it supported the PTA policies and purposes, then we would add you on as a cooperating partner and that's what we did. And now Go Green is a cooperating partner for the New York State PTA. And it's been a great partnership. You mentioned going to a NISAR conference. NISAR, for those of you who may not know, is the New York State affiliate of the National Recycling Coalition. And between the New York State PTA, 
and NYSAR and the Go Green Initiative, we've accomplished a great deal of things in New York schools. In fact, the state of New York was named the Go Green State of the Year in 2006, and Sue, you were there to receive that award, New York State PTA. I was there. It, it was another great meeting, and again, I made a lot of contacts with people from all over the country, and it was really uh, wonderful for New York State PTA, and our award is on display at our state office in Albany. That's awesome. And I remember, too, that the then governor of New York even sent a letter to you all congratulating you. It was, it was a big deal. It was a lot of fun. Now, the New York State PTA has adopted several resolutions over the years that deal with environmental protection issues. Tell us about some of those, and then tell us how the Go Green Initiative kind of aligns with those resolutions. Well, the PTA has... Uh, re- Every year at our convention, we um, look at resolutions that are submitted by our PTA units. And we have some general resolutions that talk about clean air and water, resolutions that deal with the environment inside the school, one where they ask us not to use polystyrene products. But in 1992, there was a resolution that's called Implementing Environmental Education and Legislative Programs. And part of that resolution uh, urges schools to use the classroom as a living laboratory for environmental issues, and that is exactly what Go Green does. And so it was very easy for us to embrace the Go Green program. Well, you know, and it seems like um, a lot of parents these days are very concerned with how the environment affects their children. I think even more so um, than, than maybe when I was a kid and my mom was my PTA president, Do you think that having PTA involved in these issues helps to keep PTA relevant to 21st century parents? Yes, I I think that parents are very busy, and they have many day-to-day things just uh, keeping their families organized with school, with sports, and other activities, and they don't always have time to think of the environment. And by having PTA partner with Go Green and have it be part of the school program, you get the children interested, and they filter it back up to the parents, which raises the parents' awareness, and then that filters out into other parts of life and, and actually is very important in keeping parents um, informed and interested in the uh, environment. Well, and I think it, it really helps parents also mm-hmm. get interested in PTA. There's sometimes, you know, yes. when I'm out and I'm talking, you know, to folks, uh, there's this sense that it's your grandmother's PTA and therefore, you know, not as relevant to 21st century parents as people might think. But I think the very opposite is true. I mean, I know I'm out on Facebook, I'm out on Twitter, and a lot of the parents that I'm talking to that are in their 30s and 40s, I mean, they're out there tweeting, and guess what? They're PTA president. So, I mean, it's still very relevant. Exactly. And And when PTA does something... Uh, like a program like that, then it does make PTA more relevant because people can identify with the issue and they feel glad that that organization is helping with that issue. You're absolutely right. Now, you and your husband run an organic farm. Uh, Tell us about how you got into that and why organic foods are are the healthy choice. We hear a lot about organics. Bring us up to speed on on what you do and and why that's relevant to 21st century parents who are concerned about their children's health. Well, we um, would come to New York State in the summer for a while, and then we actually went back to California. And one year we grew 
so many spaghetti squash that we didn't know what to do with them, and we mm. started selling them, and that made us feel confident that we could grow things, and we decided that if we were going to grow, we were going to use the organic method, and so we contacted some organic certification agencies. Uh, we were certified by the Northeastern Farm Organic Farmers Association of New York, and they gave us information, and we just started growing ourselves because we did not want to expose ourselves and our son and his friends and other people to harmful pesticides. So what we have tried in our farm is to pretty much have all our inputs come from our farm. We have Scotch Highland cattle, and we get manure from them. We put it on the garden, and sometimes on the fields we harvest our own hay and feed that to the cows. And by farming organically, we find that we don't have the pests that many of our neighbors have, so we don't have to use sprays. Mm -hmm. But organic farmers can use sprays. They just use ones that are not synthetic. The reason, one of the reasons that um, organic foods are safer and healthier is that they don't have a lot of um, these artificial pesticides, which are known uh, chemicals that cause cancer and things like that. Uh, the other thing about organic farming is that they try to treat animals humanely. Mm -hmm. And in many of the factory farms, many people consider that the animals are treated inhumanely, and um, that is a concern, too. Sure. I mean, we're even dealing with a proposition on the California ballot this year that talks about exactly that, treating farm animals humanely. Now, one of the things about organics, too, is that typically, and tell me if I'm wrong here, but I think typically don't you sell fairly locally? Uh, you sell your products fairly locally uh, in terms yeah, of... There, there is a, a little bit of, um, well, there's like a hierarchy of what people uh, consider. And um, actually, people should in general eat more fresh fruits and vegetables and less processed food, less salt, less sugar and all that. But you should eat, even if you don't have any local vegetables, you should eat more. But the best way is to eat local foods, uh, eat them seasonally, and support your local farmer. If you have a local organic farmer, then that's even better to eat local organic. But, for example, for us in New York State, in the winter, we get a lot of our organic food from California, and mm -hmm. that food has traveled 1,500 to 2,000 or more miles to get here. So as an environmental uh, awareness kind of statement, it would be better for us here in New York, if we could eat our own food locally through better processing to, uh, or storage or extending the season through high tunnels or greenhouses and other kinds of things like that. Sure. Now, you did an awesome presentation at the 2008 Go Green Earth Summit about making healthy food choices both at home and at school. Tell our listeners out there some of the tips that you shared at the summit regarding the, the, these types of issues. Okay. Well, the first thing is we know that local food tastes better and has more nutrients because they haven't been picked unripe and traveled all the, the different um, miles. And as things are older and older, they, they do um, lose their nutrients and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, there are certainly in our area in the Northeast, there are groups like farmer's markets, 
that you can go to to get fresh vegetables. There's what's called Community Supported Agriculture, or CSAs, where you can sign up in the spring with a local farmer or grower, and you pay money, and then they basically have a contract, and they tell you that every week you will receive so many vegetables. Mm. Some CSAs even allow you to go work on the farm. Um, you can encourage your local supermarkets to get local. And one of the things is you um, have to define local for yourself. And the other thing is in, in regarding to meat, if you are concerned about meat, you can get local meat and you can look for grass-fed, especially in beef, because grass-fed beef, are essentially eating the food that nature intended them to eat by eating, uh, you know, um, grass and green things rather than a heavy diet of grains, which is actually unhealthy for them. So you're getting a healthier animal and better nutrients when you actually eat that way. Well, and there's there's more accountability as well. I mean, a, a local exactly. farmer is going to feel a lot more personal responsibility for, you know, providing healthy food to his or her neighbors. I mean... And, and you can go to the farm and you can look at the animals and see how healthy and happy they are. And, and you know, you can make your own decision on those kind of issues. Now, for our listeners out there who consider themselves child advocates, give them mm-hmm. a couple of talking points for getting their kids schools to buy healthier, maybe organic foods for school meals? Well, one thing we have to realize about school lunch programs is that they are self-supporting and they get basically no money from their local school boards. They have to make their program pay for itself, including the salaries, the equipment, any insurance. So we have to realize that in, in this tough time when food prices are high, that we can. We really need to advocate for a little more funding for our school foods. Uh-huh. But basically, as part of that advocating, there are many studies that show that students who eat well do better in school. They get better grades. Uh, they, if you eat well, they're less likely to be overweight. Mm-hmm. This is a huge problem. Children are getting adult diseases like diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, and children who are ill don't learn as well as children who are healthy. Thank you, Sue. These are great points. Everybody take these with you as you're advocating for children. We will be right back with more Go Green Radio right after these messages. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Solvanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Solvanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Hi. My name is Aaron, and I'm a survivor of mannequinism. Mannequinism is basically when you turn into a hard plastic shell. 
distinguished from not being politically active. For me, it started when I didn't register to vote, and then I stopped volunteering, and before I knew it, I wasn't doing anything. And that's when I found a small patch of plastic on my right shoulder. Protect yourself from mannequinism. Log on to fightmannequinism.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Do you know what the most complex piece of your business capital investment is? Is it the technology? Is it the infrastructure? Could it be the office and corporate structure? The most complex piece of your business capital investment is the human being. Return on Human Capital is a unique program that discusses some of the most important issues facing leaders in business. Join your hosts, Howard Pines and Jay Santamaria, for Return on Human Capital, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to our final segment of Go Green Radio. We have been having a blast with the New York State PTA officers. We've had the president on, the environmental chairperson, uh, and, and we are really excited because we have somebody who's local, on the ground, a real grassroots leader, coming on to talk to us about what she does in central New York, and that's Cami Papazak. How are you? Hi, Jill. Happy Halloween. Thanks. great. Well, Cami, I am thrilled to have you on. We've had a great show with your counterparts, the New York State PTA. You guys are going green, doing some awesome stuff. Now, you are the New York State PTA Central Regional Director. Tell our listeners what you do and give us an idea of your territory and what cities and what kinds of communities you're working with in the central region of New York State. Sure, not a problem. Um, Currently, we have about 38 PTA units and PTSA units here in central New York, and that's five upstate counties. Uh, We have Onondaga, Madison, Oswego, Cayuga, and Jefferson counties. And basically, we have Syracuse, Auburn, Oswego. Um, We have everything from suburban schools to very rural agricultural schools. So we kind of have it all. Yeah, you really do have quite a diverse cross-section of different types of schools, different demographics. It's a really rich and diverse area in terms of of cultural um, and population diversity. It's really a cool area. I enjoyed being out in Syracuse just recently. Thank you. We had a great time having you. (laughs) Now, in your capacity as the Central Region Director for the New York State PTA, what what do you do to support children and families in your area? Well, basically, I am a go-to person for the different units, um, their presidents. If they have any questions, uh, they will um, come to me, and hopefully I have the answers. If not, I know where to get them. But we really help them and support them, give them ideas for advocating for their children and um, how to go about doing such things. Mm-hmm. And you have, you said 38 units, is that correct? Currently, we are growing. We, we have just chartered two more units. We have another one coming on board, which is a SEPTA, Special Education PTA. 
So we're growing here in central New York. We're very excited about it. That is great. You know, and, and for those of you out there who don't know what a PTA unit is, that's basically the PTA at a local school. And so, you know, that, that was where I got my start and I was a PTA unit president when I wrote the Go Green initiative. Um, and it's been quite rewarding to work with people like you, Cami, who, um, you are working directly, not just with, but for the children and families in a large area. Some folks, you know, work at the PTA unit level and right there at their kids' school, but you're working for a lot of schools, and that's really inspiring. And and when you say working, that is so true, but just to remind <laughs> everyone, we are all volunteers. We do this because we want to do it. There's no paycheck, but the uh, the rewards are endless. Your reward is in heaven. That's what we always say. <laughs> no, the reward I <laughs> that's, see that's is when I see a small child in the middle of a grocery store and they say, hey, the PTA lady. That's my reward. <laughs> <laughs> now, at the recent 2008 Go Green Earth Summit, you gave a really terrific presentation on what schools in your area have done to, quote, unquote, go green. Share some of those stories with our listeners out there at Go Green Radio. I am so excited about this. Um, I learned an awful lot in doing the presentation. We have a school district here that... Um, is very big into the composting, and they take their their lunches after you know the school lunch period. They weigh them, they measure them, they add them to the compost heap, and it becomes an environmental project. Uh, they are learning a lot of science at the same time. In this particular school, they have their eighth graders then teach the third graders, so they are, are uh, perpetuating it amongst the younger students. I love um, that. Another school here in our area, they are in the process of having the students and parents build a windmill, and this is teaching about alternative energy sources. They uh, are really working amongst the community to make this happen, and they see that in the future that this can actually reduce some of their costs to the district for their energy use. I love um, another one is uh, they're working with compostable uh, school lunch trays and cutlery made from a wheat-based resin. And so they're just trying to um, cut down on the amount of plastics that the schools generate. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love hearing stories like that because one of the things that's really great about the Go Green Initiative is that schools get to choose for themselves how they will apply it. So there you are in central New York, and you've got a, a bunch of Go Green Initiative schools, but they're all doing it their own way. I think that's a real strength of the program. It is a strength, and also the more we try different things and find out what is successful, to be able to share that information amongst the schools so that they can also get on board with this is a great way to, to learn and to, to share. Well, it is, and, and that way nobody feels like they have to reinvent the wheel. I mean, you can you really start to build some school-to-school community um, by sharing best practices around the Go Green initiative. It's just one more way to build some teamwork. Yes. Uh Well, now, you probably have some goals for the 2008-2009 school year when it comes to green the schools and communities around the children in central New York. Tell us about some of those goals. Well, my my goal would to have every absolutely every school in our district become a Go Green initiative school, and we're working on that. It's become my personal goal. goal for this year and for the upcoming years, I just think it's important that we get our schools and school boards, school districts online with us. Um, the more we can have our schools get on board, it then trickles down to the students who in turn take it home with them. So it's just a, 
a real way to get it to explode around here. We get a lot of people becoming more green and more green conscious by, mm-hmm. by greening up our schools. Well, and one of the things about the Go Green initiative that makes it a little bit different than other programs is that it's very child-centric. Everything we do revolves around making the community better for children, both now and in the future. And that's one of the things that's gotten a lot of people excited about it. And and for those of you who may be wondering, how do you get to the Go Green Initiative, it's www.gogreeninitiative.org. Now, Cami, for, for our listeners in central New York or in the state of New York who may want to help you, what kind of partnerships do you think might be helpful in helping you reach those goals and helping other schools uh, reach the goals of, of getting on board with the Go Green Initiative? Well, I I think um, by having our recycling agencies really helping here, um, I'm a big person to go in to talk to school boards, get our superintendents on board. We have community people that perhaps they can help us. Um, a lot of people think, well, it's going to be an expensive sort of thing to do, and it's not at all. Uh, even with these school districts that I mentioned, um, for example, switching to the compostable lunch trays and cutlery, that schools found out it didn't cost them any more than the current plasticware that they were using. So just uh, um, the more community and, and uh, parents and school people we can get on board, the better. That's the sort of partnership that we need. I love it. And you know what? That can be replicated no matter where you are, uh, Go Green listeners. If you're in New York or if you're in California, if you're in Singapore, that's the kind of local community partnerships that we're talking about when we talk about creating a culture of conservation around our children. Tammy, I want to thank you so much um, for joining us today and for, for being a great example. I'll bet your kids are learning a lot by watching you engage with CPA. <laughs> they are. Thank you. Well, today was a great day for Go Green Radio. We really got to be inspired by some folks who are child advocates because they want to be, they're not being paid. The PTA is an awesome organization. If your school is not affiliated with the National PTA, I would encourage you to check out the National PTA website and and get involved. They are wonderful child advocates out there making the world a better place for kids. And, of course, that's what we aim to do at Go Green Radio and at the Go Green Initiative so check us out. For more information, go to www.gogreeninitiative.org. Be sure to join us next week for more Go Green Radio, same time, same place. And we will see you then. Have a great Halloween. Go Green Radio next week. Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week.